Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Let's Talk It Out podcast. I'm Alec Lifshultz, also known as Trey Busy. And happy Valentine's Day to everybody who celebrates that. I want to thank you, everybody, for taking time out of their day to come listen to me talk for about an hour. Just kidding. I'm not by myself. But I do appreciate you guys for wanting to come out and get in the chat room and have the conversation with us. Uh, this week is, is Valentine's Day. I mean, it's supposed to mean love, you know, happiness. And togetherness, you guys celebrating relationships, you know, sexual relationships, or even family relationships. You know, relationships are a big part of your day-to-day life. And Valentine's Day, you know, you got your little hearts, your candy, and stuff like that. But I just want to let you guys know that with this community I'm trying to build with Let's Talk It Out, even if you don't have a Valentine, I want to make sure you guys don't feel alone. You know, there's always people that you could talk to or people you can interact with and people that are there for you. So before I go too far into it, I'm not alone tonight. I have a guest with me tonight. Uh, it's a good friend of mine, uh, Chaz Jones. Uh, Chaz is right now, he's a, a good childhood friend of mine. Like, real good. We know each other since we were like, I don't know, maybe seven, eight years old. Um, he's really devoted his life to serving God, and he's really big in the church and really involved. And he's also raising two boys by himself. So, go ahead, Chaz, tell people a little bit about yourself. Hello, Chaz, you there? What's going on, brother? I just first want to thank you uh, just for jumping on. Uh, well, let me. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yes, sir. You, you we, we got you live and hot right now. The mic awesome. is hot. Uh, awesome. 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 Um, no, like I was saying, bro, I'm, I just appreciate you letting me jump on. Um, I'm loving what you're doing uh, just on podcasts, uh, just the community that you're building. Uh, first and foremost, been looking forward to this for a very long time. Finally glad we're able to jump on and um, make it happen. Um, but yeah, like... Um, like Alex said, you know, we've known each other since, um, since we were very, very, very young, seeing each other grow up, you know, from boy to men. Um, and, and as he stated, you know, I'm, um, I'm a single father. I've been a single father. Chaz, you're a little glitchy right now, man. We're a little glitchy right now. 2012, I well, I'll say this. Before then, I was out in the world, you know, doing my thing. I'm in a Verizon commercial. Yo, can you hear me better now? Yes, sir. I hear you a lot better now. Sorry. Awesome. Sorry about that. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah, just let me know if I if I, if I get that glitchiness again. Um, I know we've been having some weird weather. But, yeah, man, like I said, just got out in the world in 2013, just decided uh to turn it back to God and, you know, just been, been rocking with him ever since. And he's just done some outstanding, some amazing things, uh, just for me personally, brought me from a, from a place of, you know, a lot of anger, a lot of depression, a lot of, uh, a lot of suicidal thoughts, a lot of, you know, a lot of really dark place that I was in. Um, and once I started rocking with him and he's really, uh, done a good work in me, just turning it all around. 
Chaz, I you know I again I great I very very grateful that you you were a big part of the reason why the show is going on tonight because you hit me up Monday morning <laughs> and said, hey I'm off work Thursday man I'm I'm available for the show and I know you've you've been wanting to be on the show since back in Octoberish around that time you hit me up saying that you were available yeah. and you really wanted to come on and talk so with me knowing how your schedule is and how it's working with raising the boys and your time wise I'm like I can't not do the show because this guy is available now I'm not sure when he'll ever be available again so I was like you know what let's go ahead and do it you know here we are let's talk it out yes, Valentine's Day yes, uh, everybody's yes, everybody yes, chatting my mom says hi people are saying happy Valentine's hey, Day everybody. to everybody here we go. How's everyone doing tonight? We're doing great. My boy Dan's asking questions right now. We are very, we are doing very well tonight. We're about to go ahead and hop right into it. So, Chaz, as far as like, when I say you're very involved in the church, can you tell people a little bit about what you do and like how involved you are in, in the community, the youth building, and the programs and stuff? Let people know about that. Um. Well, I'll, I'll say this. I'm probably at my church probably six, six days out the week, hands down just because my kids also go to school there. Um, and then also, um, if we got any special things going on on the weekends, you know, I'm there seven days a week. Um, so I'm very involved in my church, Cornerstone. I love my church. I've been going there. You know, I've no, I, I, I don't know any other church. I've, uh, my, my parents, you know, Pastor Gray, he married my parents. Um, and I went there as a kid. And then, you know, like I said, I stepped away for a little bit, but I knew at the end of the day, you know, I had a, I had a comeback home. So um, I'm one of the youth leaders on the team, um, on the youth team at my church. Um, I'm my Pastor Greg's, you know, personal armor bearer there. Um, I'm on the security team. You know, I'm on, we, we started, we're jumping off a, um, an entrepreneur, entrepreneurship um, program for the youth and young adults so they can move into entrepreneurship, you know, at, a, at an early age, you know, just building those, building that community up. Um, that's in the very early stages of development. We just did a, a, a singles conference, which we had an outstanding time uh, doing the singles conference. We had some major people speaking there. Um, I was, you know, I was I was thankful enough that they included me in on, on that, just talking about, you know, uh, dating and, you know, relationships. And specifically me, I had the assignment of uh, talking about um, um, dating, you know, while being a single parent. You know, and it's, it's very different being a single father in today's day and age. You know, back in the 90s, all we heard was, you know, single mom, single mom, single mom. Now it seems like the roles are reversed. And what I've noticed just by keeping my ear and my eyes open is that there are a lot more single fathers out here than there are or than there were um, back when we were growing up. So, I mean, as far as, you know, church goes, um, I'm in a lot of other stuff when it comes to my church. But, I mean, that's my home, you know, at the end of the day. You know, and being being plugged into my church and being plugged into the people there um, has really helped um, help me out just growing as a man, you know, growing as a father and just growing in my relationship with God. It's been it's been wonderful. Chaz, uh, I, you you jumped the gun a little bit there. I was going to ask you about that. But, man, I, I remember when we used to be involved with doing like the, the youth, the youth thing, man, when we were younger, man, I was <laughs> That was one of the best, some of the best times of our lives, traveling a little bit, going to different churches and doing performances on stage and stuff like that. That was really cool. Um, one thing I can say is that one thing that's not talked about a lot in this in this world, uh, specifically in this country, is we talk about a lot about single mothers. But Chaz, you are a single single father in America. I want you to, to break that down and tell us a little bit. Put us in your perspective of what that's like. 
raising two boys by yourself? Uh, man, I say, well, let, let me say this. You know, I, I I hate to, I always say I hate to word it like this, but this is the only way I kind of know how to word it. Um, if, if if anybody got a, another term for it, they they can help me out with it. But I, I consider it, um, I consider it a blessing. Um, but then the reason why I don't like saying it this way is because I consider it a curse that their mom isn't around. Um, not that my boys are cursed by any means. I don't speak that on them. Um, but just I consider it a blessing that you know, being a single father, um, you know, I control the community that they're around. Um, their mom hasn't been around since uh, 2012. You know, we were dating for about three years, and then we had my oldest child, my oldest uh, son, and then my my youngest son came around. And then in 2012, uh, things just didn't work out, and we went our separate ways. I kept um, I kept custody of the boys. I told you know I was like you know my boys ain't going nowhere. <laughs> you know these 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 my boys at the end of the day. So I I fought for them. You know, since day one, it's like they they not going nowhere. This is their home. This is where they safe at. This is where they good at. I know I'm gonna hold it down and take care of them. Um, and just how how things work out in life, she just kind of stopped coming around. You know, so that just became my norm and my my reality. You know, and it's uh, but like I said, I got the opportunity to be the only one that really instills in my boys. You know, pours into them. I don't have to. You know, and you know it's rough sometimes. You know, being a single parent, any single parent, whether you are a single mom or a single dad, they know off jump it's rough. You know, because you're the only one in the picture, and it is. You know, I do got great family support. I'm thankful for my family uh, that they're able to help me out and willing to help me out. You know, the way that they have. You know, over these past um, you know seven years or so, um, but it is. It's, it's it's very difficult. I remember um, I got laid off from a job. You know, wrongfully, wrongfully laid off from a job uh, back in 2013. And, you know, I, you know, Alec, you know, the, what, what, we, we didn't grow up in, in Naperville. <laughs> you know, we didn't, no. we didn't grow up. No. We didn't grow up on the north side of Chicago. We grew up, you know, in, in, in the little baby hood, you know. And you know, so funny. I tell people like that, man. They, they say from suburb commit from suburb standpoint, I'm like. Where we grew up is not necessarily a suburb suburb. Like this isn't mm. this isn't you know uh, uh, no. Naperville like you said. O- you know over here a lot of people are not familiar. Then people are from out of state, um, sh- Chicago Heights area, Park Forest area. It's kind of, it's really South like, Village. South Vill- it's, it's rough <laughs> out here. You know, yeah, it's yeah. a little rough. Like if my if the if the trap house that I used to trap out of didn't get burnt down, I could show you the trap house. <laughs> you know, so it was that's just what it was. You got you, you got know? people you got people in the chat room saying uh, Air Jar fifty four said the world needs more dads like that. He's praising you for for your commitment towards raising your boys. I appreciate that. Uh, I appreciate that. B Lift shows who we all know who that is says uh, very proud of your commitment and fatherly love for your sons. That's OG right there. Appreciate it. That's definitely OG, not triple OG. <laughs> triple OG is grandma. That's regular OG. Sure. Yeah, that's that's OG right there. OG always used to hold it down. But no, nah, like I said, man. So since since we didn't raise, since we didn't, you know, so we was raising the hood, you know, and we that's how we had to come up and live life. So when I got laid off in 2013, man, the first thing in my mind is to go ahead and grab that bag. So I had to go re up, <laughs> you know. So it's it's not something that I'm necessarily proud of, but it's something that I it's something painted in my story. The only thing that I knew before going to get a regular nine to five job is selling drugs. So when I got laid off in 2013, I'm like, look, these are my boys. I got to do anything that I got to do to put diapers on their butt, to keep a roof 
poor over their head to put food in their belly. You know, they were still babies at the time, and Similac ain't cheap. <laughs> you know, and they and babies run through diapers like it's nothing. So is is I had to go. I, like I said, I had to go re up. The day I got fired, I remember hollering at my man's like, "Hey, bro, I need that." You know what I'm saying? Go ahead, slide through. Um, but that, and by the grace of God, you know, I never got. I never got uh, caught and I never got bumped off doing anything like that during the time that I was very smart about it. I knew that I had two boys that I had to come home to every single night, but at the same time, like daddy got to go out and get this, you know, but I was still doing it. You know, you do, you do your hustle, but then you do it the legal way too. You know, I, you know, went and caught that unemployment the next day, you know, you got to do what you got to do. And, you know, because we, we, because we was raised, you know, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, you know, in the lower class community, you know, the only thing that we knew was to go ahead and go get them food stamps. You know, you go get them food stamps, you go get that milk, you know, back in the day, it used to be little coupons with the picture on it. And now we got the link card. So I had to go up to the link office and I, you know, I had no insurance for my kids. I got to make sure they young boys, they get sick all the time. I got to make sure they got insurance. I got to make sure we got food on the table and being a single father, like you said, is very different because I, I remember going up to the link office, walking in the door, you know, and I've always kept myself, you know, smooth as far as appearance goes. So I had a, you know, back in the day, I had a 16 inch ponytail, but I walked in smooth, you know, hair slicked back. And the lady at the front desk looked at me like, what are you doing here? You ain't supposed to be here. Like, what you mean I ain't supposed to be here? Like, you a dad, like for real. Like, I remember going to the WIC office, you know, and the WIC office is, is, is only for women. You know, and it's like, look, I, I need some help right now because I don't, you know, I just got laid off from this job. You know, I got snaked out of a job and they was looking at me like, look, is, we got to do certain things. And just to be able to get health insurance for my kids, I just the link, you know, a woman walks into the link office and they say, look, we ain't got no food on the table. They ready to give them a thousand dollars. Like here, you take a thousand dollars right now before you hit the hit the front door exit. You got a thousand dollars in food stamps like me. I had to jump through hoops, you know, and, and prove that my kids were mine just to be able to get that. So it's very different being, you know, being a single father, you know, and just being, you know, just even going to the store. You know, I remember going to the store, people look, looking at me like, oh, it's your weekend to have the kids. Oh, that's so cute. Like, man, no, what you mean? I always got my shorties. Like, I always got my kids. And, so and, and, and not to cut you off, you know, Chaz, but very not to cut you off, but. But when I say single fathers are not looked at as like a, a, a big problem, it's always just single mothers get the most gratification. You know, Mother's Day comes around, oh, shout out to all the single moms raising kids. But then as soon as Father's Day yes, comes sir. around, yes, all sir. you all you see is moms posting, oh, I'm the father and the mom, so she say happy Father's Day to me. But what about what about the men that are out there raising kids by themselves? You know, like you, you, you raising two boys by yourself, like you're saying. Yeah. That was you going to the, to the unemployment office. That was you going to the WIC office to get the. And they, they saying, "What are you doing here?" You know, you came in there with the uh, with the ponytail, looking like Tommy from Power Rangers and shit. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> coming in there, I remember the ponytail. By the way, we're talking about that off the air. We're not gonna talk about that right now. Yeah, yeah. But we, we came in, and everybody, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and somebody just to, just to go off topic a little bit. Uh, Brittany says she loves transparency, and as I told her, I tell everybody else, let's talk it out. It's raw and rugged, unfiltered truth. This is unfiltered truth around every topic. There's no fluff here. If you want fluff, go watch Dr. Phil. That's you're not getting fluff here. You're getting truth, real life instances. <laughs> For real. This, this there's none of that watered down, sugar coated, hold hands, sit around, sing kumbaya. This is real life instances that's not shown on TV. My mom says this is real talk, real yeah. life, dealing with real issues, keeping it one hundred. That's exactly what mom says, keeping it one hundred. And she's not, she's not lying. She's been around. She knows. Honey. Uh, this is this is what it's about. So, like I said, not to cut you off, man, but like we we all 
you know, we, we all applaud you for being a, being strong enough since 2012 to raise your sons by yourself, man. That's that's incredible for you to, to be able to be at church six days a week to handle things there, everything at church, but also be in your kids' lives and work like you do and raise them, man, and raise them to be strong men. And I seen you post a video of them working out in the gym the other day. That was cute, man. I didn't want to say that was cute because I'm a man, but it was cute. Yeah. No, uh, no, nah, nah, I, I, <laughs> I appreciate that. But you know that, you know, along those lines, you know, too, you learn how to rock things the best way you know how to rock them. Like I don't have the time to get my kids into traditional sports, you know, like a basketball or a wrestling. Like they want to because I'm I'm working, you know, I'm working the the, the the work the work that I do is 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 conflict, and that's why I'm not able to do that. So I'm like, man, I holler at the gym guys, like, look, can I bring my kids in there just so I could have that that QT, that quality time with him so I can spend that time with him because you got to fight. It ain't one thing that I realized about an early age, you know, you, you can have all the hours in the day, but if, if you ain't spending that real authentic quality time, you know, with your kids and building that relationship, man, that's dead in the water. So I got a question for you. First question from the chat room. Most of them have been comments. Um, a question says, Air Jer says, in the darkest times, I'm curious, where exactly did you turn, Chaz? The stigma here in rural areas is that it's tough to overcome. So when you were saying you were dealing with the anxiety and depression, man, I know you said you you dealt with the suicidal thoughts, man. Like, where'd you turn? What what pulled you out of that? Can, can, so you were breaking up just a little bit there, Alec. Can you repeat that one more time? I, I so, dark and deep depression. So okay, so what I was saying was when you were dealing with the with the suicide and depression and the thoughts, like what what pulled you out of that? Where'd you turn to with that to get out of that? Well, like I said, it was, uh, well, let me say this, you know, to the extreme of my depression, um, I went to, uh, I went to Richie's high school and I graduated in 2007. And if I would have had access to a gun at that point in time, which was about 2006, 2005, 2006, I would have shot up my school. Like I would have been one of them guys like on the news that they, you know, all the news coming to Rich East you know, and saying they're going to shoot up the school and, you know, somebody shot up the school and this and that. You got, you know, 25 deaths. Like, I, my, my depression and my anger and my suicidal thoughts were that extreme where I wanted to hurt everybody in sight. And I, I, I went so far as when I would walk to school, I would plan out my route, who I was going to kill. I would walk through the hallways, map out where they were at, where their locker was at, what teacher I was going off. And then I knew what bathroom I was going to go into to pull a bullet in my brain. You know, so all through that, and then when I got out of high school, the, all that intensified. But like I said, I had a good foundation of, of God, and I, I was raised in church. And you ain't got to be raised in church to come to Christ because he's available for anybody, you know. And that's the, that's the great thing about it is I was so far gone. Like at one point in my life, I, I literally denounced the name of Jesus Christ, and I, I worship him to this day. But the, the gang that I joined, I was a conservative vice lord, and the conservative vice lords, they have a lot of Muslim, and they, have, they, they worship Allah. And even in, in, even in our, our, our rituals and what we would do back then, I knew I was denouncing the name of Christ. Like, I would literally say there's no other God but Allah. So I, that, that's how far out I was. But I remember in 2013, I was just so far gone. And with losing this job and, and hitting... So I just, I was, it was, I remember it was 2 a.m. I was in my, I was in my house and I just literally just, I, just, I was bawling my eyes out crying. And it's like, oh. Hello, Chaz, we lost you a little bit. There you go. But I was, because I was crying so bad, 
it was just like, God help me, God help me. Can, can you hear me better? Yeah, yeah, better? we hear you. There you are. Okay. The only thing that I, like I said, the only thing that I could really say because I was crying so much was, I was was uh, was God help me, you know, God help me, God help me. But I said it was I, I reached that point. So how I came out of that one, it was not an easy process. It was not that I was crying at three a.m. in my room, hunched over yep. my bed, crying out for God, right. and then the next day I'm happy, hunky dory, because that's not that's not it. Even even. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're going in and out a little bit. Um, now you sound good. I'm not sure what you're doing right now, but uh, you, you sound good right now. You sound good. Okay, now. I'm gonna stand still. Okay. All right, I'm gonna stand still. But uh, like I said, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't a process, or it wasn't. It, it was a process. It wasn't a quick thing that happened with me coming out of depression. Um, so people think, you know, we're going to get this one simple solution um, to depression. And that's that's not the case because life happens and this happens and that happens and you get hit with this and you get hit with that. But honestly, to this day, one thing that keeps me out of depression is I know, one, what triggers it. I know what triggers depression when it comes on to me. So it's like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and stay away from that. Or if it comes at me, I'm going to choose to walk away or I'm going to purposely live my life and do things that I know that are going to make me happy. If I know that laying in bed all day watching Netflix is going to get me sad, lonely, and depressed, I'm not going to make the decision to lay in bed all day and watching Netflix that's going to make me sad, lonely, and depressed. What am I going to do? I'm going to get my butt up. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to get out. I might go to Starbucks and get some coffee and read a book. I might do something other than doing what I know is going to bring on that depression. You know what I'm saying? I feel you 100% on that, man. Uh, we got a majority of the chunk of what you were saying. You got a lot of good comments from the chat room. So my boy Dan says, it sounds like your boys have a great role model. And good on you for getting your boys in the gym early, getting them in young, and keeping them consistent. It's one of the best ways to develop character, discipline, and self-confidence. Uh, Brittany agrees. Sure. She says um, she agreed with Dan. Knowing your triggers is real key. Uh, trigger busters. Uh, proactive lifestyle. Knowing what they are and staying far away from them. Very important, man. I, I, you know, I don't agree with Starbucks. Starbucks is is pure one hundred hundred percent capitalism when it comes to coffee. They charge you fifteen dollars for a cup. I will not participate in the purchase of any coffee from Starbucks. I am boycotting them, <laughs> not because of what they did to those black men, but because their coffee is like fifteen bucks a cup. No, I agree. I'm, if if I gotta go to regular rounds, I'm gonna go ahead and go Dunkin'. But uh, no, I, I feel what you said. Um, and now, now that's definitely true is, and I think one thing that be, you know, I think one thing, just living a negative lifestyle, especially when it comes to like depression, one thing that keeps people down is they're not proactive about getting out of what they, what they want to do. So I think Brittany's hundred percent correct. You gotta, you gotta live this life purposefully. So if you want something, you gotta purposely go out and get it. That's why I can't stand people that say, Oh, I want a new job. I want a new job, but yet they ain't putting in an application nowhere. Like, like, all right, bro, how you finna get a new job? Yeah. You ain't, you ain't out there hustling for a new job. It's like, oh, I want to get in shape. Well, reading about push I love Gary V's quote, quote reading about push-ups is not going to get you in shape. You got to go do the push-ups for you to go ahead and get the results. Man, hey, you know, and like actions, actions speak louder than words, and actions are more important than what you read. If you see something and you're like, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and do it. Stop. Don't say you're going to do it. Just go out there and do it, man. When it, yep. when it comes to anything in life, don't talk about it. Just make it happen. That's how I feel. Uh, yeah. <laughs> procrastination is, is procrastination is a is a is a secret cancer. 
procrastination is really a secret cancer because I, I, there's there's a famous quote out there that says the um, where the most dreams and the most hidden talent is in the cemetery because people never acted on the talent and the dreams that they had, so nothing ever came and nothing ever happened. You think about the iPhone, all the technology that we're talking on right now, I'm talking on my iPhone right now, that came from an idea. Steve Jobs started this idea, and if he would have never put the action to implement that idea, we wouldn't have what we have today. We wouldn't know the world that we have today. If Elon Musk, if he, if he would have stayed selling books on Amazon, we wouldn't have the giant company called Amazon that we know today. We, we, and you know he started that from his garage too, man. A lot, a, garage. a lot of the biggest companies are starting in like the smallest places, and people don't even realize that. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going through, uh, I'm going through the, the chat room right now. Of what helps you find motivation to be proactive? As you asked, what what helps you find motivation? What keeps you proactive, Chaz? What keeps you staying ahead of what what before something happens? Because I know the opposite result. So if I know that if me eating cake every single day is going to get me fat, if I know that result, then I'm going to go out and I'm going to do something different. Why? Because I want something different. So you, you, you got to, one thing that really helped me in just my growth as a person, helped me to come out of depression, helped me to come out those suicidal thoughts and just helped me grow as a man was I saw who, and I dealt with a lot of anger issues too. Like I used to deal with rage issues. Like I said, I wanted to, I wanted to hurt people. And I'm not talking about like, just, I want to shoot you with a bullet from, from 30 feet away. Like, no, I literally, I had, I would have dreams and fantasies about strangling people, you know, cutting off their airways and their jugulars. And I wanted to see your soul you know, leave your eyes. That's how crazy I was and how far out I was. But to be able to, when I was at that point, I looked and said, I don't like who I am right now. I don't like the thoughts that I have right now. And I don't like the fact that I ponder on those thoughts. So I had to make a conscious decision to change. So where I am now, and I'm nowhere near where I want to be, but I'm growing and moving. And that's another thing. You got to constantly be growing and moving to what you want to get and to where you want to be and to who you want to be. So I look at who I was and said, I don't want to be this person anymore. So I started doing things to change that. And then now, because I was that person, I can look back and say, I don't want to be that person anymore. So I'm going to continue to look forward and continue to keep moving forward to continue to change in a positive direction who I am today. So even, you know, in, in next week and next month and next year, I can be better than the man that who I am today. So Chaz, uh, man, dude, like you do keep it. First of all, man, I'm glad that you were able to resolve your anger because man, that thing was eating away at your soul. It, it had you that upset that you were imagining and having dreams about hurting people. That, the fact mm-hmm. that you were able to, to to master that and be who you are today because we want to talk about growth, man. Like, who you are. I've known you majority of your life, man. The man you are now, mm-hmm. and again, it's not who you were when you're walking around looking like dude from Power Rangers. You're not the same person <laughs> that you were <laughs> back real. then. Real, I mean, no, but, I mean, real talk, though, bro, you saw me at some of my worst, and you didn't see what I was going through internally and that's one thing I see people, you know, they, they miss. They're, they're going through so much internally. And the biggest battle that you're ever going to face is the one that's in between your ears. But you saw some of the incidences and some of the episodes that I had, even in church. You know, <laughs> sitting, there coming, hey. <laughs> sitting there coming to start fights at church. You know what yeah, I'm saying? That's how you know you're wild. That's who I was. That's how you know you're wild. I was wild. I was wild. I was sitting there coming to church hot. <laughs> 
pot out of my brain, hey, you know, bro. just because dude, Look, that's just what it was. I started smoking weed when I was like 13, and I would come to church hot. <laughs> you know, it's like in the Bible. Like some people in the Bible it says it says come how you are. So if you're high before the church, the, bro, you, you, I was. I, I, I'm kidding, everybody. I'm kidding. But seriously, Brittany says, Chaz, how did you deal with your family members who didn't understand your depression? Did you talk to someone? I don't mean to cut you off, man, but you know, she, there's, no, some, no. there's some good questions in this chat room, man. You know, it's it's really, I didn't talk to all my family members. And see, the thing about it is, is you, when you're going through something like that, that's so deep, you can't, I didn't open up to anybody for years. And you can't, it's hard to talk to the people, you know, it's easy to talk to the ones who are close to you on some things, and it's easy to talk to others on, on those certain things. And I don't know why that is. But, like, there were certain issues that I would talk to my moms about. And because my dad wasn't in my life like that, so I really couldn't talk to him, which is why I'm so adamant about being in my kid's life so I know that they got that male connection. But then I had a best friend back in the day who I was very close to him, and we would talk about anything and everything. And then when I got it was my conversations with God. And sometimes, really, you know, the conversations that I have with God is me, even to this day, is just me getting stuff off my chest. Because he's always there and he's always listened and he's always available to listen. It is great because he lives inside of me. So I always have access to him. It's like, and I be keeping it a hundred with God. Like, like Alec, the same way I'm talking to you is the same way I talk to God. I don't always get on my knees and, and say, a, say a quote for quote prayer. It's like, God, I'm pissed off because this happened to me. And God, I'm upset because this happened to me. And it's like, God, you know, I would have strangled that dude back in the day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you have to find... A certain outlet and you really got to be careful uh Brittany who you're really trusting with that information because a lot of times I would talk to people and this is what closed me off so much is that I would talk to people about certain things and then they would betray my trust and they would go sit there and talk about me behind my back to other and make fun of me it's like bro I'm talking about killing somebody and you making fun of me because I'm I'm about to shoot up the school. Like, okay, you the one that I'm gonna be coming for that. Like, you the first one <laughs> I'm gonna be coming for. So I'm, sorry. Really I'm, be careful. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I'm just saying. But you you, you, to, to, I, I you feel, really gotta be careful. Look, I feel you. You bro. really gotta be careful <laughs> who you entrust with that information. That's not funny. That's not funny at all. That's it's, not it's, funny. It's, it, a, but, it's, a, but it's, it's a very it's, it's a very it's, serious it's, problem in this country right now. As yeah, people it's, have it's legit. People have access to those weapons and they're able to pick one up. And go to a school and say, you know what? I'm gonna shoot these many people, and I'm gonna shoot the teacher, and I'm gonna shoot myself. That's a very serious problem in this country. It's and happening. The fact that you were able to pull yourself out of that, to, out of that mindset of having those thoughts, man, like just being being strong enough to fight those thoughts and not make that happen, and the, the complete turnaround for your life, you are for who you are today. The fact that you are a single father, you were able to raise boys. They they couldn't have a, a better dad in their life because have somebody that's that's mentally strong and be able to pull themselves out of that depression, out of that anger, out of that suicidal thoughts, and be the man who you are today. Because when I say people don't understand, man, as far as like turn around from who you used to be, like I I remember when you used to be angry, man. Like I say, yeah. I know you most of your life, dude. Bro. Like bro, I, like I look at pictures from myself back in the day, and I don't even recognize myself. Uh, you kind of look the same. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so a couple of comments in the chat room. Uh, 
Eric Jeff says, change your mindset. I think it's one of the toughest things a person could do. That's very true. CB fan says, this dude is very brave. Uh, OG says, I saw an episode that she remembers when you used to be mad at church. Eric Jeff says, I used to fight at church as well because I wanted to fit in. And I posted in the chat room. I said, no fighting in church, guys. That's what the parking lot's for. No, I'm kidding. I, I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. Um, Andrea says, hey, man, that's how he wants us to come to him. Keep it real. Like how you said, you talk to him like how you're talking to me. You don't have to get down on your knees and pull out, you know, the oil, anoint the oil, put it in your forehead and get yeah. the, get the, you know, set, turn off the lights and get the going and speaking in tongues. Like you could talk to God and be authentic and he, he knows your heart. So you don't have to, you don't have and, to and, go ahead, bro. My bad. But not my bad, bro. I mean, because you know, this is your show, but but no, the reason I just I want to I'm like first I want to say is because it's like you're a thousand percent correct, man. It's like he wants you to come the way you are. He would rather have you come pissed off, upset, depressed, angry, and the way you are rather than sitting here doing. And then and I'm not against all that. I I I do anoint you know my head and my household with my kids with oil. I do bow on my knees and pray to God. I do open up my word and I might say I was saying the Lord's prayer the other day in my personal time with them so it's like you know you 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 can do that but you don't always have to do that like god is with you in the shower he's with you when you're driving to work he's with you at work he's with you when you're driving home he's with you with your kids he's with you when you cut buddy off he's with you when you gave same buddy the middle finger <laughs> he's with you through all of that you know and the only thing that he wants is relationship and and and, and when he really when you one thing that I know about him, when I really allowed him, when I opened up to him, because he know me better than I know myself. That's a fact. So when I really begin to open up with him and share my issues with him, I would I begin to learn more about myself. And then I was able to get down to the root issue of what I was dealing with. Like a couple, like a little while ago, I sit there and, and just as far as relationships go, I mean, this real talk though, right, Alec? This, 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 this is, this is, this is, unfil- this, this unfiltered this truth. This is real Unfiltered talk. truth. This is unfiltered truth. So let me be hunting with y'all. A couple, uh, was it a couple months ago, I realized that I had extreme trust issues. I'm like, I'm talking about like, I didn't trust a soul on this planet. And I'm not saying like I'm changed and I trust everybody because that's not the truth. But then what I realized is like, okay, why do I, I sort of ask myself and you really got to be real with yourself because if, if, if you're out here portraying yourself to be one way to the world and you come home and you look at yourself in the mirror and you take off that mask and you, you know who you really are because everybody on this planet, they are one person to, they're all themselves, but they're one person behind closed doors. They're one person inside their head they might betray themselves one way at work because they got to act professional they're another way with their friends they're another way with their family and they're another way with their kids it's not that they're being two-faced or they're being fake they just gotta we're living life and we just gotta switch these different hats around so if we are real with ourselves and take off this mask and stop lying to ourselves and who we are and we really get down to who we want to be we will be able to be free and live so happily so what i realized is I started asking myself questions like, all right, God, why do I have trust issues? Like, what's the real reason why I have trust issues? And then I remember, okay, well, such and such cheated on me and such and such dogged me out and I got betrayed by my boy and this person lied on me and this and this. And I'm like, okay. But then God really began to deal with me. He's like, no, it's a little bit deeper than that. It's like, okay, let me go a little bit deeper than that then. It's like, okay, I saw my daddy cheat on my mama. It's like, okay, no, that's not really. Let me go ahead and go deeper than that. And what I really found out about my trust issues, why I have trust issues, it's not that I don't trust people because I'm still building relationships with people. I'm still interacting with people. I'm still growing and learning. 
and, and finding out about new people, it's actually fear is the reason why I have trust issues. So it's not that I don't trust people. It's that I'm just afraid that you're going to hurt me. So I'm going to keep you at an arm's distance until I know that I can fully trust you. And even when I say I can fully trust you, I might not really fully trust you because if you really get this close to me, that just means you got more access to me and you could cut me deeper. You know what I'm saying? So there's always a root issue. Like me, I smoked pot. I was a pothead for 13 years. Alec, you know, I didn't go a day that I wasn't high. I'd wake up, smoke. I'd go to work, smoke. I'd be at work, smoke. On my lunch break, smoke. Come home from work, smoke. And then all throughout the night, smoke. And then I had a smoke to go to sleep. So I was probably high in my sleep is how, is how much weed I used to smoke. Okay, but the real reason I started smoking weed when I was a freshman in high school, so I'm 13 years old smoking weed, you know, and I'm high. I barely remember high school because I was high most of the time. I barely remember my early 20s because I was high most of the time. And the real reason why I wasn't why I was smoking is, yeah, I found out that it felt good and I like smoking weed. And some of the best times of my life was when I was smoking weed. But the real reason was, is I was trying to escape reality. So everything that we do is is more or less just an escape from something. You know what I'm saying? I feel you 100%, man. Um, you just... Man, I just... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to go on no crazy rant like that. No, man. Hey, <laughs> look, hey, look. That's what, that's what I want, man. That's that's what the people want. The, the chat room is thoroughly enjoying you tonight, man. They are very, very positive. Great feedback from everybody. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and start with some of the feedback. CB fan brought up something, but Brittany says, yes, it can be hard trying to trust people. That's 100% true. Uh, I saw a comment. Miles says, true, God knows the heart, so come authentic or don't come at all. Keep it, keep it real, man. Keep it like how you are. Uh, Air Jared says, where did it start when you decided to open up to God? Was there a moment where you were like, I'm going to open up, I can't take it anymore? Yeah, and, and, and that's really, that's a daily thing, too. It's because it's like, it's God is always peeling back layers you know, to my soul and my heart. But the real, the real catalyst, the real moment for me was, like I said, when it was 2013, I was laid off from my job. I'm a newly single father. I was basically at rock bottom. I had probably a hundred dollars in my bank account. My last, my very last check for my job was on its way. You know, I didn't know if I was going to get approved for link. I didn't know if I was going to get approved for unemployment. I was literally going crazy, losing my mind. And I just had to cry out to God. And it's like, just God help me, you know? So that, that right there, when, and you don't have to hit rock bottom to experience the love and joy of God. But that was, that's just me and my story. But even on a daily basis, I go through stuff and it's like, God, like, I need you to help me. Like, I, and I might not know what to say, but it's just like Jesus. And all I got to do is cry out, Jesus, 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 help me. It's like the Kevin Hart comedy. It's like, help me. You know what I'm saying? But it's, that's just real, man. It's just something that we can't do this life on our own. It's like, it's, we really can't. And if we try to, it's going to be so hard just to do this life on your own. And I know he got my back. He's always had my back. He's always been there. Like I, like when I was out there gangbanging, I seen the barrel of a gun twice. Like I stared death in the face twice. You know, the, the, the second time I was staring down the barrel of a gun, I remember Buddy pulling up to me next to me. He showed me his pistol. I didn't have a pistol. He called me a name, told me to get out the car with no gun, no knife, and I was going to fight a try to fight a dude with a gun. Like, that's how far out I was. And my baby mama was in the front seat next to me, and she's, like, grabbing me, like, no, don't go, don't go, don't go. Me not knowing she was pregnant with my oldest child. So if Buddy would have shot up the car, he might have killed me, might have killed my baby moms, and might have killed my son. You know what I'm saying? So so you, you you never really know, but he God was there the whole time. 
Like a, a bullet came, if the bullet, if, if the bullet came two inches away from the car that I was in. So if the bullet would have been two inches to the left, I would have got shot in the dome and I wouldn't be here right now. So God was with me the whole time. And the only thing that he wants is, like I said, is to build that relationship and for us to cry out to him. I do that to today. I was laying in my bed, my bed last night going through some things like, God, help me. Like, I just need help right now, you know? Yeah, you was feeling the anxiety because you knew you had to be on Let's Talk It Out, man. I'm telling you, <laughs> I told you it wasn't going to be that bad, man. It's a live live show. Everybody's very appreciative of you. The chat room loves you right now. They are loving you. They love the transparency, the truth, the real-life instances because sure. a lot of things people can deal with. A lot of people a lot of things people relate to. Like even you saying your car was shot at. I, I When I was 16 years old, my car got shot at as well. My, my first car got shot at. Yeah. It looked like Swiss cheese. And the, yeah, the fact that the fact nobody got hit was amazing. So, uh, it's, again, man, like life always comes full circle. You know, you never yeah, think about awesome. it. I mean, who would ever thought when we was younger that we would grow up and we'd be sitting here on my live podcast having a conversation about things that we dealt with that we were afraid to talk to other people about. Never, bro. I wouldn't. I, I was surprised when I hit my twenty first birthday, and I was like, "All right, God, what you got planned when I hit my twenty fifth birthday?" You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's, I mean, but that's that's just real. And let me say this. It's like the Bible talks about how you have a purpose. He knew you before you were in your mother's womb. Everybody listening to the sound of my voice, I just want to hit y'all with some encouragement, man. You have a purpose. You got a destiny. You weren't, you're here for a reason. You survived what you survived through for a reason. You're going what you're going through for a reason. Everything is a character building, and it gets you smarter. So as long as you're moving forward, and I, I, I got so many things in my life that I can look and say, man, that was a mistake. But I'm not looking at it as a mistake. I'm looking at as an opportunity to grow and as long as you're looking at your opportunities as building blocks for your life and you can grow you are in good shape i don't care if you move in if you think you're moving as slow as a turtle or as fast as a hare it don't matter you moving forward and as long as you moving forward you winning in my opinion staying stagnant is never what you want to do in life you want to always look for advancement in every area of your life you cannot become complacent with where you are you should always look for growth that's how I always feel. That's that's how I live my life. Um, Dan says you take he's taking he trying to take shelter from the truth bombs we're dropping right now. <laughs> uh, CB fan says Chaz is bringing the heat right now. Uh, Andrea says we do love him so often to hear him continue to give God the glory. My mom's saying yes, say that she's saying yes, Lord, Amen, yes, okay. yes. I mean everybody everybody's loving it, man. Uh, so CB fan asked a question earlier, and I had a show about it previously, but it's not on this network. So I'm going to ask you, but I want to ask you get your opinion about it. It might end up being the last question I asked you because I know you're going to go on a, on a rant about it. I want to <laughs> I want to hear. It's a very good question. So yeah. a lot of times, um, certain things about mental health isn't talked about in church enough. It's not brought mm. up in church. So I want to ask you personally, man. Like, what do you think about that? Like, why do you think that's the case? And I'm leaving the floor to you. Mm. Um, it's crazy because I was literally at breakfast um, with a couple members um, from my church today, a couple leaders from the church today, and then somebody not from my church today, literally talking about that very thing, um, just about mental health issues. I don't think, let me, let me say this, and I say this, this is, this is real talk. I say this in a general statement um, because my church personally is, is we, we, we talk about a lot of things that I don't think are getting talked about. And I know that there's churches out there that are talking about certain things, but church in a general statement, I think we have gotten 
what's the word I'm looking for? I think we have gotten blinded. Yeah, we, 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 we become complacent with, 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 with the word. You, you become complacent in the word, and you become complacent and okay with just people showing up on Sunday, you praising, giving God hallelujah praise, and you jumping around like crazy, and that's all. Can, can I say something real, real quick? It's yours, bro. Go ahead. Okay. I just want to say, I even, like, we don't have to go too deep into it as far as, like, mental health. Like, we don't have to break down certain things. But I, just, I want it to be acknowledged, man. Like, I, granted, um, I do, I like, I enjoy the reading the Bible. I enjoy hearing about what happened, like, with David and Noah and Abraham and Saul and everybody and the disciples and all that. We enjoy hearing about that, but I would like for it to be a little bit, a little bit more modern, like, you know, like, uh, ways to deal with, you know, Anxiety more more times than not, someone in their lifetime is going to deal with anxiety at one point. That's not that, and, it's, and it's not talked about. You don't hear about no. that anywhere. You don't hear about it anywhere. You turn on the fucking radio. Excuse my language. You turn on the radio and you hear something about people talking about relationships and celebrities and stuff like that. They don't talk about anxiety. You go to church, you don't hear about anxiety. You go on social media and every now and then now you got people on there posting about it, but you don't hear about it anywhere, man. And as far as like church you have a huge congregation of people man like there's more than enough people there to be able to, to, to have this discussion even if it's just like even if it is fluff like i said it, my show is not fluff we're gonna dive deep into it but even if it, like church or something it's like a fluff talk about like it's like hey you know if people are dealing with anxiety you know this is how i cope with it something fluff like like anything man uh, yeah. Miles Wells says a lot of churches focus more on religion and at opposed to relationship. The matters of human nature are almost taboo in most modern churches. Yeah, even that, not that's true. even not modern churches. You go down south to a Baptist church when they got the benches and the hymn books, and everybody has on like three piece suits and it's hot and people got sweat rags and stuff and they got the the old gym room water fountain outside. Those types of churches, uh, you you're not gonna hear anything about mental health in those churches at all. No. But let me, let me say this, though, bro. Let me say this. I don't want people to confuse the church that you go to on Sunday between God. They're, they're, yes, the church is where you come and where you get around your fellow brothers. The Apostle Paul talks about in the New Testament. Get around your fellow believers. Get around people who are like-minded like you. And, yes, praise God. But at the end of the day, God is the answer. God is not limited to a four-wall building that collects the offering on Sunday. Because the reality of it is he's with you every single day of the week. And then the reality of it is, is yeah, you might go to church on Sunday, but you gotta, you still got to go live life. So I, I, th I think you're dead on with that. It's like the church is not talking about it, and the church needs to be the one talking about it. We get so wrapped up in the programs and this and that. And I'm not trying to talk bad about church by any means, because I I think going to church on a consistent basis is a great thing because again that helped make me who I am today but you're a thousand percent right the, it needs to be talked about but again that's why you here you know what I'm saying but it's, it's, it's it, these things need to be talked about because at the end of the day you can sit here and teach me on anxiety even if you did teach me on depression on Sunday and how to beat it I still gotta walk out my life Monday through Saturday but then here's the thing and it goes back to what Brittany was talking about earlier is you get with somebody and what that is called is discipleship the Bible talks about iron sharpening iron that means you got two people colliding together and they're gonna rub on each other and they're gonna sit there and sharpen each other and they're gonna work on each other and they're gonna help each other and they're gonna help each other walk out this 
thing that we call life because at the end of the day the devil doesn't come to us and he doesn't come and tempt us on Sunday morning and he I mean he might because he in the church too don't get me wrong he he he, he has no respect of anything but you ain't gonna get tempted on, on you know with, with shorty on Sunday morning while you sitting there trying to praise God she gonna hit you up on a, on a Tuesday night talking about do you want to come over you know what I'm saying? That's where you get tempted with it. You don't get tempted with smoking weed in the bathroom at the church on a Sunday morning. You get tempted on Friday night when your buddies is hitting you up. That's that's when it comes. But at the end of the day, it's a decision that is made. It's a decision that says, you know what? I'm going to do better for my life. I'm going to sit there. And even if I get talked about, I, you can, I could go through a whole college course about it anxiety and about depression and about all these other things but until I apply what I have learned then it don't mean nothing because the reality of it is information is knowledge but it's not nothing's going to happen to your life until you apply that knowledge and the application of information and knowledge is wisdom so it's not that I got to know about anxiety I got to be wise in my actions and apply that to my life to be able to walk out of it and get through my anxiety to get through my depression to get through my anger issues I got to know how to walk that life but then again it falls back on us we got to make the decision to be able to do that and choose to do that if we really want a better life man <laughs> you just broke it all the way down man i i i really don't have too much to add on to that i can't even think, i can't even think where to add on to that honestly uh people are saying uh courageous topics overcoming real life issues for victorious life that's true um People, I mean, everybody's saying yes and boom and amen and just, just keeping it real, man. Real issues for church will get people back in the church. But like we did. I mean, let me. I want to answer your question, bro. I don't mean to cut you off, but I want to answer your question. My question. You said you made. No, you you made a comment and that was talking about the Bible. You know, and 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 you want something more modern. Let me say this: the Bible, within the Bible, I, I'm with you. And you know, I'm not gonna go read the King James version that has the these and the dows and the yays. I'm not for the understanding. I'm from the hood. Give me the message Bible or the English standard Bible. The new international version. No, it ain't for to be none of that, bro. In my crib, it's the English Standard Version and the Message Version. I got a study Bible that I reference back and forth to, and I got a leadership Bible. That's what I'm going back and forth to because I let it relate to me. But the thing about it is, is the Word of God is you can apply the Word of God to every single thing in your life. You think about you. Let's talk about anxiety. The story of David and Goliath, very famous story, how David came and he had five stones, he had a slingshot, and he killed Goliath. Goliath was a giant, meaning that he stood over nine feet tall. Some people say that he stood up to 12 to 15 feet tall, and David was a boy. David was about 15 or 16 years old when he killed Goliath. You don't think that little boy is looking up at a giant and saying, man, I'm scared to death right now. You don't think he got anxiety walking out on the battlefield, but the difference with David is he said, I know I got a God who I serve. I know God got my back, and because you have sit there and ran your mouth about my God, and because I know that my God is bigger than anything that you could come with, I'm coming at you. And we can look that and apply that situation to anything in our life. Hey, so, hey really Chad, somebody, somebody, in, somebody, somebody, somebody said you read the GD version of the Bible. I read the West Side version of the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just messing. Nobody say that. Uh, oh, you are. <laughs> you are. I'm saying, Dan, 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 I want to let you know, Dan said he just got back from the gym and he said, Chaz got me fired up to go hit another workout. 
Hey, man, we can go hit that set. I have my set today. We can go ahead and do that. <laughs> hey, you got you got fired up, man. Miles said there's nothing new under the sun. The Bible has modern topics. We just aren't taught on how to interpret them properly. And it's all about interpretation, man. I, I, I feel them on that for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, for sure. But let me say this, though, too, bro. The Bible is has not has not been my sole source of growing and learning. And uh, uh, Alec, if you can put this in the comments for the chat room's sake, a book that really helped me out and really changed my life and just how I viewed the world is a book by Brendan Burchard. That's Brendan Burchard. And the book is called The Motivation Manifesto. And it's the nine declarations for claiming your personal power. It's by Brendan Burchard, The Motivation Manifesto, the nine declarations for claiming your personal power. And this guy, as far as I know, he's not a Christian author by any means. This is not a Christian book. The, the nine declarations I, for what, bro? Sorry to cut you off. What, what was your question? The nine declarations for what? The nine declarations, excuse me, the nine declarations for claiming your personal power. Personal power. Okay, there you go. I got it in the chat room. That book is was so amazing. I'm, I'm going to go back and reread that book. And while I was reading that book, I'm like, this is a this is a kingdom principle. This is a godly principle. He's just flipping it and, and, and coming with it in the right way. But he really walks you out how to change your mentality in life, how to view life. In, 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 in a different perspective because the reality of it is some people are, you know, they go through life, oh, this happened to me and this happened to me and this happened to me. It's like, man, get out of your victim mentality and suck it up and get strong and live this life. But at the same time, we got to learn how to do that. That's not going to happen overnight. But when you get that confidence that you can handle anything and you got a God inside of you that can take over anything, it's so absolutely amazing. But the thing about it is, is life, only 10% of life actually happens to you let me say that again bro only 10 percent of life actually happens to you the other 90 percent of your life is based off of your reaction and your perspective and your decisions off of the first 10 percent so if you view life and you say it sucks, it's going to suck. If you view your life and you say you're, 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 you're nobody, then you're going to be nobody. But if you view your life and you say, listen, I'm the best that I'm going to ever be, and I'm going to grow to be even better than I am today and make the decision to do that, man, you don't won the game. Man, I <laughs> the chat room is on fire, man. You're on fire. Uh, right now we're at the 54-minute mark. Um, this show has to end at some point. Otherwise, I guarantee you that we can keep it going for a whole other hour. Night, so <laughs> I know you, I, man, look, <laughs> I know for sure, man, we could definitely keep going. So I'm asking, do you have any last remarks for people in the chat room? Everybody, everybody loves you tonight, man. They're all fired up. And man, let me, let me say first and foremost, I love everybody who, you know, who, who tuned into this, uh, whether you know me or not. Um, I, I love you and I appreciate you. Uh, Alec, I appreciate you for just, you know, cause Consider me having me on the show. I would love to come back at any point in time to talk about any topic, uh, not just my testimony, but anything that's going on. Um, and again, I just want to encourage y'all, man, if you're breathing, if you got breath in your lungs, you're blessed. If you're not blind, you're blessed. If you can feel, you're blessed. If you're still 
on this earth. You are blessed. You have a purpose. You have a destiny. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it's going to take for you to figure that out, but go after it with full speed. If you don't like who you are now, make the decisions to go change it and do better. But I'm telling you, nobody in this world is just nobody. Everybody's got a purpose. Everybody's got a destiny. And Alec, you're, you're a walking, breathing testimony of that. Your car got shut up at 16 and here we are, you know, 14 years later, we sit in your rock in the pocket. You know what I'm saying? It's just that's just what it is, bro. So I love y'all again. I appreciate y'all uh, hearing the, the rants that come out of my mouth because it, it is coming from a place that I really overcame, um, and I give it all to God. All I'm gonna go to God. Again, man, I, I really appreciate you for taking time out of your busy, busy, busy week. Even if it's a vacation from work week, even if you have time off, you're still busy because you are raising two young men. So I appreciate you taking time out of your busy week to come have the conversation with me because the whole chat room loves it man everybody loves it um they're all fired up courage is faith facing very giants eric just says dude is a preacher just saying uh combating facing overcoming these real issues i just want to say man like i again i really appreciate you taking time out of your busy day to come have this conversation with me uh close remarks is i i really appreciate everybody for taking time out of your day to come listen to it live um you guys the comments in chat room have really got me fired up and they had chas fired up so i like to say i hope everybody enjoys their valentine's day evening and i look forward to having a conversation with you guys again next week